0: Hey, Wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Econ podcast. I am your host, Naomi, and I'm super stoked to bring you something special today. It is a unique episode featuring a collection of top-notch recommendations and strategies on a particular subject for my previous guests on the show. By popular demand, today's topic is project management. My amazing guest and I will be sharing bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you run your business and team more efficiently. So sit back, let's dive in.
1: Let the show begin.
2: The most important discipline is mental and physical health. Life can be hard and they don't stop. The curveballs, the chaos, the challenges. We all like to think that life is all 100% rosy and joy-filled. That's just not a reality. It's got... challenging points. And I'm not saying that people aren't happy. You can shift your perspective around a lot of things to pull joy out of almost anything. Life's going to keep coming and the challenges are going to keep coming. And my experience, the harder you work, the more that you are focused and driven, the universe has a way of testing your resolve and putting things in your way. Being able to keep that in perspective and having a long range vision and understanding how to navigate through the kind of ups and downs and ways of challenges is super super important. The more clear you are on the vision, the easier it is to see these things as just part of the process. When you're unclear about that or haven't really figured out a deeper sense of purpose or direction, then the obstacles in the way can be demoralizing because you just see them as things that are constantly there stopping you from having what you say you want.
0: How would you define entrepreneurship?
2: It's crafting an idea that is going to fulfill a specific need in the market and following through with the discipline necessary to bring that idea to fruition. And beyond just bringing it through to the market, it's doing what's necessary to accelerate it in the market. If it was just about bringing an idea to market, how many people do we know that have great ideas that never do anything about them or sit on them. We have an idea about something. Either we don't pull the trigger fast enough or we don't take the time to develop it. And someone else actually just gets off their ass and does it, right? It's bringing something to market in a way that's sustainable. To me, discipline is the glue behind the scenes. When it comes to business, that largely depends on your goals. To me, being disciplined around your health is really important. There's lots of levels of that, but it's very difficult to do anything worthwhile. When you're battling against your own body and your own mind and all these things. So mental and physical health are the cornerstone to everything. You can't overcome anything if those two are off. Or if you do, it'll be short-lived or you go hard on business and you put your health in the back burner and then you put yourself in a dire situation. And some people can power through business without being in good health, but eventually that one's going to catch up to you. I think in today's business climate, you've got to figure out where the priorities are in your business. What actually moves the needle? because the things that don't really move the needle are amazingly good at grabbing your attention. It's super easy to get distracted by a variety of things. And so having discipline around what I call your big rocks in business are absolutely priority. Continuing to sharpen the saw as opposed to just sawing the wood, continuously getting better and building yourself up from an educational standpoint is super important, especially in e-commerce. Things change so fast. When you clear about the path really dialing into it not getting distracted by the shiny objects at the end of the day although lots of things are changing in the e-commerce world amazon changes so fast now the core fundamentals are still what make the most brands the most money
1: The purpose of a system is to get the most out of the people who work in the business. Very quickly, you'll notice that even if you're very much at the beginning, you're spending a lot of time on things that you don't need to be spending time on and that you could delegate. And the best way to delegate is through a system. Even if you're very early on, let's say five figures, six figures, it's good to start out doing everything yourself so you get a taste for everything. But very quickly, you'll notice that there are repetitive processes that you don't need to be the one doing them. And a system would help you free up yourself so that you can focus focus on much more important things. So let's take an example like customer support, 90% of the tickets that come in can be answered with the same five canned responses or bookkeeping, which really doesn't require a huge level of expertise. It's just a lot of really tactical work. If it's manually pulling reports from Seller Central, these are things that need to happen for one reason or another. You don't need to be the one to do them. And a system can help you get out of that as quickly as possible. So when people think of systems, they think of SOPs and ClickUp and Wiki. But even if you're starting out, building a system can really help you free yourself up to work on other areas of your business. So no one should really be thinking I'm too soon for systems because there are things that can be systemized. And even if you just systemize it so that you can outsource it to an agency or someone, you know, from an offshore region, that's already going to free you up to focus on launching new products or optimizing more listings or whatever it is. So we believe that systems should really be there from the start. You don't want to have process for the sake of process. So you don't want to just go systemizing everything when there's no one to actually delegate it to or no way to automate it, but systemizing so that you can delegate. It's never too early. And we believe it's much better to focus on that from early days rather than to get to a point where the world is on fire and you simply need systems and you need to pause everything in your business so that you can systemize.
0: Systems versus goal. What is the difference?
1: I think a lot of it comes down to semantics of how you define words. The way that we define it is a system. We have this nice slide that we show everyone in our Scala walkthroughs. A system equals people plus process plus technology. So a process, for example, is this is how we conduct keyword research in Helium 10. We do these five steps, but then a system would be every Monday, the keyword researcher goes into Helium 10 and conducts these four process steps. So the system is how not only the process, but how the people integrates with the process, integrates with the technology. Amazon sellers tend to focus very much on the technology. And then after that, the process, they tend to forget about the people because the next part of a system with the people is what's the KPI? How do we measure that? How do we incentivize that? So the system is more all-encompassing than process, which we define as one third of a system. And then your second question about what's the difference between systems and goals. A system is a vehicle to get you towards your goal. So you can set targets for specific KPIs. So let's say it's revenue or profit, whatever it is, that's going to be a target that you set. It can also be like a launching 10 products. It doesn't just have to be a monetary goal, but then the system is what actually can help you get there. The system is like the blood in a human body. That's the way that we talk about it. It's not necessarily the point. The point isn't the system, but the system is what helps everything else work. And obviously like without blood, you wouldn't be able to survive. So that's the analogy that we like to use. What is the difference between goal setting and planning? Goal setting is when you are
0: thinking about the bigger picture, whether that's this month's goals, this week's goals. For me personally, I like to do annual planning where I focus on the big vision. And then I do quarterly planning where I focus on my vision for the quarter. Then I do monthly planning where I focus on my goals. So each time I start my planning sessions by focusing on my goals, because if you don't have goals, you're planning session is going to be terrible, right? Your planning session should be the steps to lead you to your goals. And if you can't clearly define the steps to lead you to your goals in that time period. So if I'm doing monthly planning, for example, then I'm going to pick three goals for the month, three goals. They could be personal goals. They can be business goals. I have several businesses. So for me, sometimes I'll make my three goals for each of my businesses, and then I can stovepipe those and work those through with my team. But first you set your goals. That's the most important thing. It's good to focus on three goals with that time frame in mind. Pick three things you want to accomplish and we'll worry about planning for those later. But first, just pick your big three. That's how we always start our monthly planning sessions is we start, what are my big three goals? Whether that's personal whether that's business, whether it's several businesses, keep it simple, stupid, keep it simple, stupid. That's KISS. The KISS principle is what we learned in the military. Keep it simple. Set your goals. What do you want to do? Pick three. Then we do our planning session where we take each goal and let's say, okay, I want $10,000 in sales this month for this particular product. What you're going to do during your planning session, you're going to keep it simple. You're just going to make a to-do list. So what are three to four bigger things that you need to do to get $10,000 $10,000 in sales. You know that, right? I think I need to update my advertising for my top keywords. I guess that means I need to do some keyword research too. Keyword research. I need to update my advertising. Okay, what else? I need to track my metrics. Okay, I'm writing three or four things that I need to do, right? So I break down the goal into three or four big steps. Again, I'm not worried about yet how I will measure each of those things or how I will do it. I'm just making a to do list. And then I'm going to put that to do list in order later. And then the next step in our process for planning is what we do in our group during our monthly planning sessions is we put those steps in order, whatever we're going to do. And this is how we apply the time and the measurements. What we do is we assign a week number to each step. So you write down your four steps. There's four weeks in a month. So if I'm going to get $10,000 in sales, I'm going to write down four steps. And I'm not worried about writing every little thing. I'll figure that out later. But I know what I have to do first. and I know what I have to do next. I apply a week numbers. Now I have a list. If I have three goals and each of them has four steps underneath of it, and each of those steps has a week number next to it. Now what I do is I stack all of my week ones on Monday. You stack the week one tasks on a Monday, week two tasks on a Monday, week three tasks on a Monday, and on that Monday, you do your weekly planning and you drag it around. <laughs>
3: four categories that everything can go into. Emergencies, routines, tasks planned, and ideas. Everything that you might need to do, every project, every task, everything fits into one of these four categories, whether you know it or not. Each of these four have a different meaning and help you prioritize without having to reinvent the wheel or constantly get distracted. Find your box, figure out how big it is, how much time you have, figure out all the things you want to do and categorize them. And then you start filling the box. So the first category of things that we all have are emergencies. These are things that happen to us. This is when amazon flags your account when you get a trademark infringement when scary things happen and you have to respond to them that's an emergency this is where your energy is going to be the most wasted because if we're not careful we could spend a lot of time in emergency and firefighter mode most people new to business this is what they assume all of business is frantically helping prevent or fix issues that have already happened so that's the first section and that's where i want us to get out of if you're trying to be more intentional about your project management more intentional about packing that box so what are the other options To The opposite extreme of emergencies are these things I call task plans. The idea behind this is the exact opposite of reactive issues. These are things that you want to do in order to make your business stronger, your life better, your brain calmer. This is the things like creating a list of all the keywords you're trying to rank for. This is setting up that Google Data Studio report. These are the things that help you run your business and prevent those reactive emergencies and bugs. Because the business matures, all these kind of proactive projects you're doing, they're helping you establish what's normal. What is your day-to-day? What are the things you can do on a repeating basis to keep chaos from happening, to keep the doors open, to keep new products being released, to keep your listings high in the search results? That's what routines are. Your chores for the business, these are the areas where you can delegate first, you can scale the most, you can cut costs the most. This is the real opportunity area for smaller teams. The last story of stuff we have to fill our box is the stuff that we think is cool. It's something we could do, but not necessarily now. And while these three other categories are where we're going to be spending our time, for 90% of ideas, we have, we're not going to do them yet. We're going to put them right here, not yet in a box pile. So if we're packing our house, this is like the pile of stuff we still need to pack, but we're not sure what. Ideas this is a really good area for any of your visionary leaders to really take advantage of. Come up with a thousand new ideas for products, but then don't commit to all a thousand. <laughs> Any quick tips and tricks on simplifying project management? Treat it like the analog systems that have worked for you before. That would be my tip. So if your team had a whiteboard in the office, try to replicate what's worked for you. If you always work great with an agenda, try to replicate those elements that worked for you or the personalities on your team. I think we try to reinvent the wheel because it's in a shiny new platform. I think there's some really simple practices around project management that are rooted in how a person understands things and how a person's energy works. And if we can look inward and say, oh, how do do I work? And how does my team work? If I have a team, that's going to help you build a system around you versus trying to jam yourself into a system that doesn't work for the way your brain works. So that'd be my tip. Listen to yourself. So I guess the only thing I would say is when we're talking about project management, we're talking about tasks, all that good stuff. I want us to all view this as foundation. This is a stepping stone, but this isn't the end. We can start talking about process, delegation, automation. That's what you're going to unlock. That's the carrot at the end of this journey. So as much as we're talking about this here and there's people who are going to be like, that sounds like work. Why would I do that? That's the light at the end of the tunnel that I think we can lose sight of. That's scale is down that tunnel. If we can just get our steps moving in that direction.